Blog Talk Radio. Peace to the gods. You already know, man. Bohemian wizardry, you fraud them thieves be killing me. The enemy is close, you both lies on our identity. I feel like he who steps, architect like M. Hotel. Son had the son himself, the guard deadly with the art. I fit dark with a slit heart. You can feel it in your bone marrow before the shit starts. Standing in the cold with a scroll that was written in gold. Behold the old glimpse that was never untold. Infinite like the eight, seven dwelling in your melon. No felon, though the unrighteous say that I'm rebellious. I'm primal, my rhyme suicide. I worship no idols. My style, a load of gems going down in a spiral. You stuck in your root. My intelligence passed my cool. The God is the truth. Every time I step in the booth, you stepped on the stoop. Got spooked to swoop in my loop. Do the knowledge, whack them seeds, get played like flu. You wish the son of the saw, a gift from the gods. who rule flying through the sky with golden wings. Submerged into the light. Nighty by the golden king with the scepter of justice. Melanin cultivating she until we are Ethereum. Quietly becoming one with the righteous sun. Solar, souls are raw. Magnificent glow with unconditional love. Scattered rays for days from the heavens above. Soul below the souls. Trapped in the lowest depths of hell. Incarnated into 76 trillion cells. To break free, we must be refined. Masculine and feminine properties combined. The devil is the author of confusion. 183,000 divisions. Denomination sets close schisms and isms. Though isn't it written in the Bible that Jesus spoke in parables? The scriptures and gospels aren't just historical. Many passages weren't meant to be taken literal. Most of it is allegorical based on esoteric principles. Baptist versus Methodist, Pentecostal holiness versus Jehovah Witness, Mormons versus Seven Day Advances, skeptics, atheists, and agnostics, divine and tactics of the reptilians, lower fourth dimensional aliens. So beware of the draconian Satanists. Though they aim to imprison all true beings through ignorance, though we crush the head of Leviathan. Battle my control.
Earthly state of human concerns in existence An indefinite method to quantity or distance System regulates the bring about specifics And the group based on value and natural characteristics Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air Same as your thoughts transmits it Proceeding in others in time, order, importance The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments Earthly state of human concerns in existence Definite multitude, quantity, or distance. Order. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. So, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories shit that works. You have an activated pipe again which have produced this black chemical called melon. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric studies and esoteric studies. Playtime is over. Elements, we here now. For all you fruit loop, colored candy, white peanut butter and jelly, cool ass niggas, you press the duck and rough cover. Yeah, 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 yo, into the temple gates, cross the fiery lakes, for witness to torture souls and plant upon burning stakes. Let's in the terrorums, raising hell to reach heaven gates. Fire bombing cathedrals when I switch my car to stay. Regard to animal, from animal back to the storm is true, like for to raise a nation that's indispensable, indivisible, based on principle related to digital outputs to outlooks, temperatures rise in as the sun of righteousness gets spiritual guidance in the lion's den. The phoenix arrives in, spitting balls for walls through the belt of Orion with the eye to hootie. These faggot devils can't fool me. The phallus gave porn and digesting the pig's booty. The sin is the wickedness, lost in the wilderness. We're never at here. To just go ahead and slit your wrist The black card exists What devils try to exit Leaving their planet crisis Until destroyed by ISIS And I pit of demons I'm ancient chemist dreaming Converting satanic cords With the beta semen Sword swinging Decapitator Purple addicted Crystal warm mystic Keep it glow with drinks When I'm lifted I'm Melchizedek Moving through 50 states Hermes Tresmagist With the gods I relate Mental alchemists Watch love conquer hate I emanate golden rays Above my head had to figure eight. I'm El Chesedick, moving through 50 states. Hermy Tresmagist, with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists, watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden razor, above my head to figure eight. In a devil's head, severed on a dinner plate. Before the throne of God, all devils will meet the fate. Below the mason dicks, arises the future great. Imperial, ethereal, sound the trumpets through the stereo. Murders with mics, that's why I scratch off the cereal. We first creation, send you back to some minerals. South Shaolin, double MC is the abbot, more risk be the nation. 
in black men's land, we gotta have it. Restore the throne, I'd rather kick the savage. When disaster strikes, actual facts he can't manage. Or fools on deck, sink ships like Titanic. Spread a fear across the land, causing a justified panic. Amongst the brain dead zombies, grab the spits of bandits while these wicked overseas collect residuals in their hammock. Corporate folks forever remain rancid, poisoning to the mind, afflicting subconscious damage. A Melchizedek moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. A Melchizedek moving through 50 states, only transmitters with the gods I relate. Mental alchemists watch love conquer hate. I am in a golden rays above my head to figure eight. Return of the ancient one, the Moorish Naga, the Dragon Rider, or breathing fire, generator, operator, destroyer, a self lord and master, instructor, a Kama Sutra, practicing Tantra, a Kriya Yoga, a Kutalini, the Resurrector, Shishuna, the Eater, Bengala, awaken the seven chakra to come to Avatar, Muhammad the Conqueror, putting swords with your juggler, senior to the ether, the water, air, fire bender, the earth ruler, I shit in the new era. In the saga, eyes filled with terror, every sound of horror, reflection crack mirrors, minds made feeble, dreams crumble, the curse tremble, thieves in the temple, raise the mental, beyond the four devils, you whack motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, all you goddamn cool niggas out there, you know what I'm saying, yo son put that fucking rope around them goddamn throats, you know what I'm saying, cause you didn't, you didn't all this goddamn hip hop, that's why hip hop dead motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, all you coon niggas, yeah, well, this ain't for you, all right, so um, this is for those uh, 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 who want to be enlightened, all right, and um, take this up a notch, um, as Brother Panic said in the intro, all right, that's what we're going to do here every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's going to be myself or Brother Fahim, who is my co-host, I will bring him in right now, because I know he's ready to get it popping. Peace, peace. I'll tell you what's to each. How's going on with doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. We're going to get it started. I'm doing and, well, um, too, my good brother. That's good. I'm glad you are. And um, we're going to go in and get it started. We're going to be going into, we did not, you did not come from primates. All right, but the stars. All right, and we're gonna prove this. It's real simple. It isn't hard, you know. But for some, it is. For some, um, want to go by what they had to get an A in school. I know you got A's and B's in school in order to know that. In order to, for you to know that you came from monkeys, you know. Um, <laughs> You know, I mean, that's what they was there for, right, brother? Al? They, I mean, they they got them A's. And, you know, they say they came from monkeys. You know, got the A's and B's for that. Right, right, right. And the one who was able to get the, you know, the best A's and B's was the ones who went on in order to uh, become the masters and PhDs. You know, uh, which is nothing more than a philosophy degree. That's all the PhD is. Um, right. So. You know, and that's because it's supposed to be the philosophy of the Greeks who got their philosophy, um, of course, from who? From the ancient mystery school of Kemet, 
or Tamari, as we refer to it as, Tamaray or Tamari. Um, so um, we want everyone to understand that, that your information um, was about you the whole time. You know, um, you're going through these various schools and grades to get these A's and B's to say you come from a monkey. The only close parable to that in ancient Kemet was the fact that Tahuti, one of Tahuti's symbols was a monkey or a baboon, in which that symbolized wisdom. So they seen similarities, which was very similar to, uh, matter of fact, it was the same as what the theory of evolution was based on, of us coming from a primate or a or the same ancestor link of a primate, which they have yet to find. They have not found this ancestor as of yet, all right, and will not because we was before the apes, before the monkeys, before the primates. This is told to us um, in many books, but I'll get to these books in a minute, but Let's get to the topic because we're from the stars. That's the most important aspect to me. All right? That's the most important aspect. So if we wish to understand the universe, you have to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Now, this was told to us by Nikola Tesla. All right? And it makes sense because when you read Ancient Future by my good friend, who we've had on this show, Wayne Chandler, um, we start with the concepts of the laws of Tahuti, Hermes Trimagestus, which we was talking about in the in the first song um, that you, um, no, excuse me, in the second song that you heard us play in between the intro, all right? Um, and, of course, the mind, the mentalism, the all is mind and everything is energy. The universe is mental, or the all is mind and everything in the universe is mental. This is number one. Number two would be correspondence. As above, so below. As within, so without. The law of correspondence. You have vibration next, which would be three, which nothing is stationary. Everything vibrates. Give off light or sound. All right? Polarity. Everything is a double. Everything has its opposite, or where you say extremes meet. You have rhythm, all right? Um, all is ebb and flow. In other words, there's an action and a reaction, an advance and a recoil, a tick and a tock, all right? Then you have cause and effect, which is number six, which nothing happens by chance. There is no such thing as coincidence. Um, you know, but even the word coincidence say there was two separate um, incidences that took place, which obviously had some type of connection in some shape, form, or fashion. So um, we say that everything happens according to the law, to universal law, all right? And then um, seven would be generational sex, um, which is dealing with manifestate, which is manifested in everything, and basically um, animated, inanimated, masculine, and feminine. All right? So when you read Ancient Future by Dr. Wayne, well, we'll say Professor Wayne Chandler, 
Um, he states this, all right? His teachers, of course, was Dr. Ben, Dr. John, um, um, Henrik, Dr. Um, um, John, um, Henry, Henry Clark. Clark. Right. So these were his teachers, along with um, some other teachings in which that he um, got from um, Orient, as he also studied Qigong, Tai Chi, Man Tai Chi was one of his teachers, so forth and so on. So, you know, this this now is about making, bringing all this information together. This is a metaphysical thing, which means beyond the physical, but in order to get beyond the physical, you have to explain the physical, all right? So we know that the all is mind, the universe is mental. Thoughts lead to manifestation of things and events, because thoughts are things. Thoughts create our state of existence and the quality of our experience here on earth, all right? You have to understand that. Therefore, be responsible for everything you create by being responsible for everything that you think. Everything is energy. Because that's all there is. Right? Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get the reality. All right? It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right? This is E equal MC squared. This is the, what they call the relativity, um, the relative um, um, theory. So, um, Honorable Elijah Muhammad stated a, a long time ago, right, back in the 60s, 50s, you know, that long before there was ever a Caucasian or white race on the face of the earth, you and I and our fathers were. Not just thousands of years, not just hundreds of thousands of years, not just millions of years, not just billions of years, but trillions of years ago, according to the word of Almighty God Allah to me, right. that we and our fathers were here. It's no birth record, meaning there is no beginning record of the black race, or as he said, the black people. They have been here forever and forever they have. We do not know anything about their beginning. There is no prophecy about any ending of them. This is known. The world knows it. All right? So you can get this quote from Onibelaj Muhammad, um, Masra Muhammad, not a um, silk peddler. All right? You can go to MuhammadSpeaks.com. All right? So what trillions of years are he, is he talking about? Essentially is that when you realize that stars are the condensation of the mind of our ancestors who came from a previous universe, at the end of the previous universe, our ancestors expanded their mind beyond measure until it encompassed their whole universe. Understand that the mind is equivalent. Your individual mind is equivalent, all right, to the 76 quintillion miles diameter of the universe. So when you get many minds together, they can encompass their whole universe. 
And that process of expansion causes an apparent contraction of their universe until it was reduced to the size of a single planet. All right? In stages in empty space surrounding the new Earth, creating the seven substances, which you refer to as magnetism, electricity, light, heat, energy, etc., which eventually formed the new stars after many trillions of years. Now, you can get this information from a book called The Black Root Science. All right? So what brought us into existence? was the mind of our ancestors from a previous universe, i.e., your mind. Because <laughs> you was one of those ancestors. In fact, right. you, are, you are a concentration of your ancestors today. Seven generations on your mother's side, seven generations on your father's side. You are a, con- a, a concentration of them. Get the book Blackout Through Whitewash by Dr. Suzar. She states that humanity's first prototype began as a long-lived, godlike, ethereal, hermaphroditic being that gradually polarized into opposite sexes, male and female, and solidified into flesh form. Okay? Now, all this that I'm going through, keep all this in mind, because it's very important, right? Very important. Get the book, a morpho, a morphogenic genetic, a morphogenetic process in low energy electromagnetic fields, right? And the Journal of Biological Physics. Get these two um, articles. All right, books. It says the ancient understood of the life force principle in nature was scientifically revalidated in 1986 by a Sydney, Australian based energy group team. They rediscovered an unknown low energy spiraling electromagnetic field, an expression of one fundamental background field. And found to be the responsible agent for form, growth, development, and behavioral patterns in nature. So, we talking about a vortex between your mother and father during a sexual experience, and when the sperm touch the egg, and the tail breaks off, and the head goes and embeds itself inside of the nucleus of the egg, and begins to develop what is called blastopause, or go through cellular division, that vortex is open up and you there's a low energy spiraling electromagnetic field, a vortex, a wormhole that is activated, in which that brings the soul down, in which that becomes responsible for the form, the growth, the development, and the behavioral patterns in nature. In other words, your nature. They have taken a drop of blood from a woman while pregnant, and they looked and examined the blood underneath a microscope and seen the form of the child, all right, the image of the child, three months, 
all right? The image of a, a, of a, of a three-month-old fetus called a quantograph, a photo from the quantum field, was created while the pregnant woman was hundreds of miles away. The image came from accessing information available in only a drop of her blood, all right? And basically, it's a quantograph, a gram, a hologram of the quantum field that we're talking about, in which that shows the 3D characteristics of the fetus already being formed. The details of this um, is very provocative, and you can go and read another book called The Strong Woman, Unshrouding um, the Secrets of the Soul. All right, so we know now how we got here. All right, no more coming from apes type of information, but coming from the stars, as as the answer is always said, from the heavens. All right, so Rupert Sheldrake, all right, he states that natural, this is Dr. Rupert Sheldrake, he states that natural systems or morphic units at all levels of complexity, atoms, molecules, crystals, cells, tissues, organs, organisms, and societies of organisms are animated, organized, and coordinated by morphic fields, which contains an inherited memory. All right? So this inherited memory comes from seven generations from your mother's side, seven generations from your father's side, because you are a concentration of their memories in human form. Natural systems inherited this collective memory. Now, this goes back to the beginning of time with the collective memory, right? because time never was when man was not. This is told to us in the Holy Quran, Circle 7. So this collective memory from all previous things of their kind by a process called morphic resonance with the results that patterns of development, development and behavior becomes increasingly habitual through repetition. There is a continuous spectrum of morphic fields, including morphogenetic fields, behavioral fields, mental fields, and social and cultural fields. All these fields simultaneously exist as your field now known as your auric field. (laughs) Okay? As your auric field. That's what we refer to it now as. And this and if you don't understand the collective memory, just go and read up on the um, 100 monkey theory. All right, a 100 monkeys. All right, you can get this. This story was um, popularized by Ken um, Key Jr. about the 100 monkeys. All right, he talked about this in his book. And the science is that um, what he's seen was monkeys, right? One monkey. Um, was eating a sweet potato, all right? 
This is what the sign. This is what was going on. This was in Japan. Um, this the story. The Hundred Monkeys was was published in um, uh, Lyle um, Watson. All right, um, Rhythm of the Nation. Oh, excuse me, Rhythm of Vision. Excuse me, in 1975, and basically, um, and also in another book in 1979 called Life Tides. Um. And the account is that the unidentified scientist was conducting a, a, a study of monkeys on the Japanese island of uh, Hoshima in 1952. And the scientists observed that some of the monkeys learned to wash sweet potatoes. And gradually, this new behavior spread through the younger generation of monkeys in a, un, in a usual fashion and through observation and repetition Watson then um, concluded that the um, that the researchers observed that once a critical number of monkeys was reached, i.e. the hundredth monkey, this previous learnt behavior instantly spread it across the waters to monkeys on nearby islands. Mm. All the monkeys was now washing their sweet potatoes. So this is the morphic field, morphogenetic field that we talk about, collective memory that we're talking about. Even when one does something new, it spreads to everyone else. So us coming to realization that they did not bring us over here from Africa and that much of our ancestry was already here. All right? 85 to 92% of our ancestry was already here before the Europeans came 400 years ago. So this philosophy, you know, that um, Brother Hakeem Bey and Sister Queen Valahara, myself, Brother Taj Tariq Bey, and others being out here, for the last 20, 25 years or more, putting this information out has now gone global. We are now realizing that, i.e., so-called black people on the various islands and land masses were already the indigenous people, and that the Europeans tricked them in their public school system to believe that they just came or that they were slaves and they was brought to those particular places, whether it was in North America, i.e. here in the North Gate, North of Mexico, Northwest Africa, as it's called, whether it was in the adjoining islands called the Caribbean or Caribbean, or also called Americana, the islands, whether it was in Central or South America, whether it was in um, Europe. We was told these fantastic tales that we was bought by the European from out of just one continent from out of Africa. When a lot of we had ancestries in which right, when we had ancestries in which that traveled into all continents and we was on all continents before the Europeans even came upon the planet. This is proven. And we talking about not Remember, the European in his form that he has now is is only 6,000 years old. 
He has verified this. This is on the record. Go and read the latest reports on how the albino European or Euro albino of Neanderthal blood about four to eight percent, some even more, have only been on this planet in this form that he has now about six to eight thousand years. Less than ten thousand years ago. Less than the last ice age, which was around ten thousand years ago, based on what they have told us. Okay? So you get another book called Forbidden Science. All right? Forbidden Science. Get this book. Right? And it's talking about from ancient technologies to free energy. And the book is um, edited by um, J. Douglas um, Kenyon. All right? And he speaks about this morphogenetic, amorphic resonance. All right? He says, for the past 15 years, Sheldrake has focused his scientific interest on how systems are organized, pioneering what he called the hypothesis of formative causation, consistent of morphic fields and morphic resonance. Thanks to the Power Rangers and other kid toys, most of us casually use the word morph to mean change into or evolve. Precisely said, Shell Drake, who takes off from where the now widely adapted biological concept of morphogenetic fields used to explain, for example, how arms and legs can be different shapes, even though they contain the same gene, the same genes and proteins left off. Shell Drake um, some, um, some, surmises that the fields evolve along the system they organize and coordinate. Since a field is a sphere, a sphere of influence, morphic fields would be those that can change and evolve their spheres of influence. He say there are morphic fields within and around individual cells, tissues, organs, organisms, and societies, ecosystems, and so on. Fields that have shaped by past events and patterns through an inbuilt memory called morphic resonance. This is how he reasons instincts, right? When somebody have an instinct, an intuition, and species-specific abilities develop, as we just talked about with the 100 monkey theory, all right? So, this is what we're talking about, all right? Once again, we, we're utilizing quantum physics. We're utilizing astrophysics. We're utilizing biology. We're utilizing chemistry. We're utilizing anthropology. We're utilizing archaeology. We're utilizing history. We're utilizing metaphysics. So these are the fields that we're talking about in which that prove everything that we are putting into work right now so that you can get a clear understanding of what is going on. So 
we know that this is the birth of stars, right? You have a stellar nursery, right? A star begins to form in a nebula, a gas of interstellar um, hydrogen gas and dust, right? This, this is what is told to us in chemistry or in um, science class, right? Now, right. that there is a nebula in the Orion constellation, right, which is called the birth of the stars, as we would say, all right? The gas and the dust compresses due to gravitational forces. At least that's what they say, gravitational forces, gravity, right? Of course, we refer to it as centripetal and centrifugal force, push and pull, forming a slowly rotating um, global, right? And this global collapse, right? And then you have a disk and a core, right? The spin, pressure, and temperature increases, and the global differentiates into a disk. And the central core will become what we now refer to as a star. Now, this, but you don't understand is that you yourself is a star. Okay? You yourself is a star. You can transform your body into a light body, a rainbow body, what is referred to also as celestial body, the resurrection body, the golden dragon body, a golden body. You can become this. Why? Because we know that 93% of the human body is made of atoms fused in stars and supernovas. The death of, a, of stars gave rise to life. I.e., you. So this very interesting Bible verse that states that you was bought at a price. You go to 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. That's what it says. Glorify God in your body, not in a mosque, in a temple, not in a synagogue, not in a monastery. All right? It says glorify God in your body. But the question is, what's the price? Christians believe that this verse is referring to Jesus dying on the cross for us, right? However, as metaphysicians, we understand that the stars died for us so that we may live. <laughs> for a star to be born, there is one thing that, it must, that must happen. A gaseous nebula must collapse. Now, this is Dr. Um, um, Professor Neil deGrasse Tyson. In his book, Death by Black Holes and Other Cosmic um, Quadrates, quad, right? he says, so you're made of detritus from exploded stars. Get over it, or better yet, celebrate it. After all, what's nobler thought can one cherish than the universe lives within us all? Not only do we live among the stars, the stars live within us. This is the same thing. So this is what this is this is the problem with people who are atheists <laughs> and don't believe within God when quantum physics and metaphysics both 
explains how God exists within you. And what God is, God is energy. But see, only way you can be an atheist is if you believe something external of yourself. You don't believe within you trying to understand, understand, and understand something outside of you. The external is the illusion. But we'll get to that in a second. Get the book, Dark Light Consciousness, Melanin, Serpent Power, and the um, Lumious Matrix of Reality by um, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum, PhD. I've talked to him. Um, Good brother. Good brother. Um, We're trying to get him in our documentary and below. We're going to have him on soon, on to the show. He's going to talk about consciousness. But this is what he's saying. All right? You to go and read this information. You know? He says basically that this living interconnection web of life on Earth or Gaia is real. Almost forgotten in recent centuries, in the external recurrence, it is now reemerging. Gaia enfolds the Earth and all extends into the vast darkness of interstellar space where visible light is but only 7% of luminous matter and the other 93% is unseen. So notice how this 93% unseen correlates with the 93% of stardust material that your body is made up of. You know what the star is? Your melanin. Your melanin, which is carbon. Carbon, which is your melanin, is condensed light. (laughs) You see? So, you have to thank those dead stars, because without them, you wouldn't be here. The calcium in your bones, the oxygen you breathe, the iron in your Bones were all cooked up in stars that died billions of years ago so that you can have life. That's all the story of Jesus was symbolic to. That's why he was the son of God. The S-O-N, or rather the S-U-N. He was the son. And what is the son? A son is said to be a star. (laughs) Get Neil deGrasse Tyson's other book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. He states in there that manufactured them in the stars, right? This is what he says, right? The atoms of our bodies are traceable to stars that manufactured them in their core and exploded their enriched ingredients across our galaxy billions of years ago, or really trillions of years ago. For this reason, we are biologically connected to every other living thing in the world. We are chemically connected to all molecules on Earth, and we are Atomically connected to all atoms in the universe. We are not figuratively, but literally stardust. So 
when you look at the birth of a cell and compare it to the death of a star, you see nearly the same equation. Just look. You've got to go and look. In Dr. Fred Bell's book, Death of Ignorance, The New Age Science, he speaks about how your DNA produces wormholes. How your DNA is able to produce wormholes. And how you receive information from the sun and the galaxies, the, from, from the cos- cosmos. And how the sun utilizes this energy and this plasmic energy comes off the sun, which is called corona mass ejection, from the sunspot activity at 19 degrees on the sun. And this energy um, goes through, as we say, through Mercury, you know, uh, through Venus, through the Earth, through Mars and Jupiter. This is cosmic chi, all right? This is cosmic chi, as they call it. So during the Jupiter effect, it says the Earth produced waves of disharmony due to um, GRGs. Cosmic chi or Kundalini effect is amplified by the Jupiter's effect between the planet and the sun. Unfortunately, the chi is disrupted and sent out of balance as it passes by the earth. This disruption is amplified as it moves towards the sun. So that means as this energy goes through the planets, it comes back to the sun, the earth, because of the negative thoughts in which that we have on the planet, because this disruption mentally, which creates the, um, the activity um, at the 19 degrees, or 19.43 degrees, um, as we would say, on the planet. You know, if you take a six-pointed star configuration and laid it over top of a, um, over the planet, at, at 19.5 degrees or 19.43 degrees, you will find an upswelling of energy. That location is in Hawaii. All right. If you put it over Mars, you will find at 19 point nearly five degrees at the Sedona site, where it's stated that there are pyramids and and um thank you um pyramids and um other um as we would say uh, um pyramids and also the face on Mars. Okay, so. If you put that over Jupiter, you will find right there that red area that's on Jupiter. That is what we now refer to as a storm. That storm area is where um, that storm area is at 19 degrees, and that is an upswelling of energy there. So if you do this on every planet, even the sun, all right, there's an upswelling of energy. On the sun, this is where the activity of the sunspot or corona mass ejections take place at is at 19.43 or 19.5 degrees, as they say. Or as we just say, simply 19, because in the Holy Quran, 
The Holy Quran states there's 19 angels over it, which is reference to the fact of your physical body. Because also, if you take a six-pointed star configuration and lay that over top of your body, um, at the base of your spine, which is 19 degrees, there would be an upswelling of energy called Kundalini. And then at 19, that's 19 degrees south. At 19 degrees north, which is in the head area, which is the pineal gland, there would be an upswelling of energy. All right? Showing that this number 19 is very important. All right? Um, Dr. Rashid um, said that the Holy Quran is based on the number 19. All right? Not the Holy Quran of the Moral Science Temple, but the Holy Quran of Mecca, of Muhammad, as they say. All right? So this is very, you know, deep information here. Very deep information. Yes, it is. You know? And so, we understand, overstand, understand that um, there are billions of habitable Earth-like planets in our galaxy alone. Right? Even astronomers, they've estimated and indicated that there can be more than uh, 100 billion Earth-like worlds in the Milky Way that could be home to life. Now, think, think about that number. According to astronomers, there are roughly 500 billion galaxies in the universe, which means that there are around 5 times 1022, which is 22 zeros behind behind it, right, behind the five, habitable planets, all right? That, of course, if there's just one universe, which there isn't, all right? In hyperdimensional reality um, or hyperdimensional physics, scientists have found at least 27 universes or dimensions, all right? In fact, just inside our Milky Way galaxy, experts now believe are some 400 billion stars. But this number may seem small, as some astrophysicists believe that the stars in our galaxy could figure the trillion. This means that the Milky Way alone could be home for more than 100 billion planets. There are some calculations which suggest that the Milky Way is home on, on an average between 800 billion 3.2 trillion planets, but there are some experts who believe that the number could be as high as 8 trillion. Oh. So this is important to the Science Academy. They 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 don't know, all right. And this actually this article just came out last month, March 12, 2018. And basically, all that is saying is that once again, is that your body. <laughs> Right? If you was able to come from stars, that means on other planets, stars was able to form other bodies. Based on their gravitational or, as we say, um, centripetal and centrifugal forces, yin and yang, push and pull. But that's really what gravity is. Right? Gra- gravity itself, no such thing in that regard. Right? It's not just one force that pulls, there has to be another force that also push. So this is centripetal and centrifugal force. 
all right? So we know that more than 90% of your body mass is, in fact, stardust because all the elements except for hydrogen and helium are created in stars. All right? I think it's about like almost 19% is carbon. 18.5, you round that off, that's 19%. So they go to number 19 again. 19% is carbon. 65% is oxygen. All right? 9% is hydrogen. 3.5% is nitrogen. So you can use the nitrogen and hydrogen, oxygen and carbon to make yourself a star once again. <laughs> Quantum physicist states that the man is physically made up of the remnants of stardust. So in addition, prana, chi, or key energy means the life breath or the life force energy. And it happens to be the color red, like a ruby or red gem. The seed of prana in man is at the heart. In Sufism, it tells you that the closest place you can meet a law is in the heart. All right? In the right ventricle, as Rosicrucians, we know that there's a seed atom that is within the right um, ventricle. Right or wrong, Brother L? Right. 100%. So this Right. So this prana is the sum total of all energy that is manifested in the universe. It is the sum total of all latent forces and powers which are hidden in man and which lies everywhere around us. You're talking about heat, light, electricity, magnetism, all are manifestations of prana. You can get this from the book Science of Pranayama by um, Swami Sevananda. All right. The word prana itself comes from Sanskrit root pra, meaning first, and na, which means the smallest unit of energy. So prana also means the first breath or the most basic unit of energy. Subatomic particles, stardust particles. Prana is the life force that is responsible for forming and regulating energy into the form of matter. So when we talk about that low energy electromagnetic um, spiraling form, which is called the morphogenetic or morphic field, that field is made of pranic energy that forms matter. The book, um, The Divine Spark by Graham Hancock. Okay, get that book. He said, 93% of matter in your body was born in the body of a star. We know that the stars turn matter itself into energy of light. What? Stars turn matter into energy of light? So this is why you find people who practice Qigong, Tai Chi, Reiki, pranic energy healing, all these various energy modalities because... Stars, i.e. the sun, can turn matter energy into the energy of light, the agent of electromagnetic force. 
Light informs us of the world around us and brings its energy. Light is the catalyst in photosynthesis. So hence, you absorb this energy, this solar energy via your melanin, which has black hole properties. I get to that. So this light is a catalyst in is on photosynthesis on land and in the world's ocean, where water molecules and carbon dioxide from the air are rearranged into a basic building block of the entire vegetable world. During this process, the energy of sun's light is stored in plants and their seeds, transferring to us when we eat these basic foods and other animals that ate them. Right? That's if you eat me. We ain't into all of that. All right? Uh, but this is the energy that powers life and consciousness. We are made of stardust and powered by starlight. This much we know. What is this starlight he's talking about? Well, you look up Astro in the Merriam Dictionary, 1824, um, 1828. Um, it says Astro. Of relating to or coming from the stars, astral influences, unusual astral occurrences, of or consistent of a super sensible substance held in theosophy to be the next above the tangible world in refinement. It is said that after you pass physical form, you go into the astral plane. So after you die, you go into the astral plane or star plane. But guess what? You don't have to wake the die to do that. You can actually transform your body into a being of light and instantly transcend or ascend. And don't have to go through this thing of death. How is this accomplished? Well, True teachings is not the accumulation of knowledge. It's the awakening of consciousness which goes through successful stages. This is an ancient Egyptian proverb. So what is these stages that it's talking about? It's talking about the states of consciousness. No problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. This is Albert Einstein. So you, so you must go deeper into, state, into the state of consciousness. How do you do that? You do that through the breath because the breath is the mind in action. I won't go there yet. We're going to tie all this shit together in a minute because we got to get you to the ultimate level here. Right. Perhaps a minute is called the beast breath, but that's too hyperventilating because the average person breathes 18 breaths a minute. That's too hyperventilating. And that only taps into interpersonal consciousness. That taps into me, myself, and I mentality. So you have to lower your breath. All right? You lower your breath to nine breaths a minute to intrapersonal consciousness. All right? Then even lower to 7.5 breaths a minute into life consciousness. Six breaths a minute into subconsciousness. 4.5 breaths a minute into superconsciousness. And if you breathe that way for um, 48 minutes, you tap into your molecular structure. At three breaths a minute, which is magnetic consciousness, you tap into your atomic particles, which is at 60 minutes or one hour. If you breathe a uh, um, breathe one breath a minute, you tap into infinite consciousness, 
which taps into the subatomic particles after 72 minutes. So we know that the breath is what helps us get to these levels. The same thing is told to you in psychology, but they call it brainwave cycles. They call it gamma, which is superconsciousness, beta, which is consciousness, alpha, which is subconsciousness, theta, which is superconsciousness, delta, which is dream state. They tell you the same thing. Right, and describes various states of consciousness and their impact on your behavior. All right? So, once you understand the breath is the mind in action and you understand the mind itself and within the mind are thoughts and according to what we've been taught, right, we taught that sound waves travel at 1,100 feet. 1,120 feet per second or beat per minute, um, beat per second. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. And thought travels at 24 billion miles per second. All right? So your thoughts, all right? And remember, thoughts are things which stems from the mind, which is that 93% that we talked about. And the physical manifestation of the mind, i.e. the soul, is your melanin. For the melanin is the physical counterpart to the spiritual soul. So the first substance of the universe is um, is magnetism, and it was created by condensation. Condensation of what? Condensation of the mind. God's mind in its expanded state, i.e. the universe, formed the first substance, which is magnetism. Magnetism condensed further and formed the second, which is electricity. Electricity condensed into light. And the third substance, which is the third substance of the universe. And electricity condensed into particles called electrons, which further condensed into the fourth state called ether or space. All coming out of apparently nothing. The nothingness or the mind of God. And when we say the mind of God is nothing, it does not mean that nothing doesn't exist, but that it uh, that it doesn't doesn't exist. It means that the mind is not a thing. When we say nothing, not a thing, nothing, or no thing means not a thing. It's obvious to anyone and to everyone that the mind or consciousness is not a tangible thing. Yet it is the source of all things. And the Vedic wisdom tells us that the soul is our consciousness. Okay, so it says electricity condensed into light, and electricity consists of particles called electrons. So we find that electrons are the building blocks of the universe, and that the universe is composed of electrons, which are electronic spiritual substance, the first form the spirit assumed as matter, all right? So this is why it says electrons form the matter. So L, which is God, formed you, man. But this man is talking about the carbon atom on the sixth day, or better yet, the sixth element, which is carbon on the periodical chart. So electrons, as they move, are transferred or transformed into um, apparent lines. Like an object swung round and round with such speed as to form an apparent circle. The apparent line intertwined 
along themselves produces the illusion of matter, i.e. of solid, impenetrable matter, of which consists of three-dimensional bodies surrounding us, including our own organism, a mass of atoms vibrating so swiftly as to appear to be solid. All right? What appears as solid matter is an illusion created by the speed that appears to form the fine webs of lines made by the traces of motion of the smallest material points. Right? This is what is going on. All right? So that's the origin of light. It is said that people in various religions that God created light by saying, let there be light. Well, electrons move from higher orbital shells to lower orbital shells is the origin of light. All right. L is the origin of the name of God in the Judo Christianity and Islam and various other Mesopotamian um, religions. Okay. This is what is going on. Um, hold on. Let me um, plug up right quick. Right. Got the plug in before it goes out. All right. So, so this is what we're talking about. So, the sun. All right. Remember, we said that in the Vedic text that the soul is our consciousness. Well, the sun is called soul in the Roman. Latin word, soul, S-O-L. So see, this is how the S-O-L becomes the S-O-U-L within you. As the S-U-N, you become in the image of the S-U-N as the S-O-N. You see? So the sun is the personified in many mythologies. The Greeks called it Helios, which stems from which um, in Latin is halo. They both come from the ancient Kemetic or Tamarian, which is Haru. All right? Haru. Haru means sun. It also means light, day, time, etc. Right? It also means soul. All right? So this is actually inside of your pineal gland. And so the sun is so is the largest object. And of course, in the solar system, it contains more than 99% of the total mass of the solar system. Jupiter contains most of the rest, of course, along with the rest of the planet. All right? So you find out that all this movement from the surging of the mighty oceans to the subtle movement concerning, um, concerning our thoughts, has but one common cause. All this energy emanating from one single center, one single source, the sun. The sun is the spring that drives all. The sun maintains all human life and supplies all human energy. This is Nikola Tesla. So he tells you this. So the S-O-L generates within you the S-O-U-L. And when you look up S-O-U-L in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it says that 
immaterial essence, animating principle. Right? That's the cause and that's the cause of an individual life is the soul. It says the spiritual principle embodied in human beings, all rational spiritual beings or the universe. It is also God, the person's total self. That's the soul. All right? And so the sun can generate the soul within you. If the sun is a star, then the sun can generate you becoming a star also. Hence the reason why in Hollywood, for those who exceed in their craft, they are called what? Stars. They're called stars. So you get the book by um, Harish Jahari, Breath, Mind, and Consciousness. He breaks it down. He says breath is the physical counterpart of the mind. Just like I told you that melanin is the physical counterpart of the soul. He says the mind uses the cerebral cortex of the brain, the twin hemispheres as its two. These two hemispheres coordinate with the entire organism through neuromotor responses. All neuromelanin activity, all sensory and motor functions of the body are performed with the help of the breath of the breath. So breath is the mind in action. Breath provides the pranic force to the organism. This pranic force working in the air element creates movement, right? Where's this, where's this prana coming from? It's coming from the sun. The cosmic forces, the other stars. So it creates movement, pulsation, pulsation, vibration, and life. The word spirit comes from the Latin word spiritus. Which means literally means breath, right? It means breath. So not only is the mind is the physical counterpart of the uh, of of the um, the breath is the physical counterpart of the mind. It says that the breath itself is the mind in action. Okay. So. We know that the breath or breathing affects the whole body as the mind in action. It affects the nervous system, the heart, the digestive system, the muscles, the sleep, um, energy levels, concentration and memory, and much more. Breathing is also our largest system for waste removal. 70% of the waste produced in your body is supposed to be removed via breathing, 20% by skin, and 10% by kidneys and digestive system, by urination, and defecation. And we know that we don't breathe in just oxygen, which is the eighth element on the periodical chart, but we also breathe in qi or qi energy. Within China, it's called qi. Within Japan, qi. Within India, prana. Within Christianity, the Holy Spirit, or ruach, within the Hebrew. Right? But we're talking about the holy breath. When you go to the Holy Ground Circle 7, you go to... um, for the second, I think it's the second um, chapter, Education of Mary and Elizabeth in Zohan, Egypt. It says, teaching that Allah and man are one, but that through cardinal thoughts and words and deeds, man tore himself away from Allah and debased himself. Teach that holy breath will make them one again, restoring harmony and peace. This is what I'm doing. 
All right? This is why I don't care about the debates. Right. All right? I'm trying to get those who are trying to go to the final level to this level right here that we, that we building on. All right? Of course, um, the story goes that you go, even, even if you read um, to what? The seventh chapter of the Holy Quran, Circle 7. This is the friendship of Jesus with Lamas. And um, Jesus explained to Lamas the meaning of the truth. And it says the holy breath is the truth. So everyone talking about, oh, I got the truth. I got that. The holy breath and ain't practicing the holy breath and you ain't got the truth. Let's, let's make that straight. Let's get that straight. The holy breath is truth. Is that which was and is and evermore shall be. And it cannot be changed nor passed away. Lamar says, you answer well. Now what is man? Jesus said, man is the truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Man is the breath made flesh. So truth, which is the holy breath, and falsehood, which is his lower self, are conjoined in him. And they strive and not goes down and man as truth abides. For man as the holy breath, which is truth, which is his higher self, the mother of virtues, of love, mercy, and right, will abide. So if man is the breath made flesh, it's the same thing I told you in John 1.14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That wasn't just Jesus. That's why you got those parentheses, because somebody historically added that later Man is the breath made flesh, the word made flesh. And what is the word? The word is Yahweh. You call him Adola, bro. Or within the ancient comedic teachings, Tahuti, Hermitrama Justice, Wisdom. Right? Atoms, carbon, 666, six protons, six neutrons, six electrons. That's what we're talking about. Right? And that's carbon. And this carbon is supposed to be changed from carbon-12 to carbon-7. I'll get to that in a second. All right? You say, Brother Al? I said, yes, uh, that's true. You know, we got to learn how to study ourselves. And how that works between the lower self and the higher self, and like you said before, uh, a lot of uh, these so-called atheists want to call themselves atheists, but they're dealing with outside of themselves. You know, they don't want to right. deal with the God within. So what is exactly. that? Exactly. Right. They focus on astrotheology, astrology, um, proving that that's what the Bible is, and they proving trying to prove, and they're not teaching these higher sciences. No, they're, they're teaching not. all um, historical stuff, literal stuff. They're teaching all these types of things, you know, when this is metaphysical. You know, that's what we know for a fact. You know, esoteric, occult, hidden. All right? So this is what, this is what we do know. So when we talk about oxygen is the eighth element on the periodical chart, that's eight electrons, eight protons, eight neutrons. That's eight, eight, eight. So 888 is oxygen. Oxy equals air plus gen equals fire. So when 
air and fire comes together, it forms what we call oxygen. You know, this to be, a, therefore, breathing affects the whole body. Remember, you're breathing in oxygen. Okay? Oxygen is a gas. And the prana is a subtle energy that is within oxygen. It is also within food, sunlight, water, and air in general. The body absorbs prana from the elements that contains it and uses it in the body for every function that the body forms, performs. You increase your prana and store it in your body, making the body work more efficiently. But it has to be done carefully, as too much prana in the wrong place creates an imbalance, and this can be serious consequences to the physical and mental health. All right? So... This is what is going on. So you have to be careful. This is why you practice Qigong, Tai Chi, Kundalini Yoga, Pranayama Yoga, or Kometic Yoga, as it is called, Tantra Kriya Yoga, as we was taught under Grandmaster Saraswati, Sanyata Saraswati. Well, you come to find out that if you get the 777, the other Kabbalistic writings of Alistair Crawley, he breaks down 888. Eight, eight. Yeah, we know in chemistry is 8 protons, 8 neutrons, 8 electrons, which is talking about oxygen. But guess what? 888 eight, eight is the number of Jesus in Greek. Iota is 10. Eta is 8. Sigma is 200. Omicron is 70. Upsilion is 400. And Sigma is 200, which comes to 888. Eight, eight. So holy breath is Jesus. Who we know within Aramaic would be Yahushua. Within Hebrew, Yahshua. English transliteration, Joshua. But it means the breath of life, which is your Savior. Oh, Savior. Not white Jesus, but oh, Savior, the breath of life. This is what they showed you. Now, how we know that you go and study... Um, the sciences of the uh, Mokoseans. The Mokoseans, it was a sect that was led by the teacher Marcus, right, who had a fascination with the numerals and letter theory. And this theory of numbers was derived from the Pythagorean. And we know that Pythagoras studied 20-some-odd years in ancient Egypt. Kemet, Temeri, Temere, Right? So they found the significance in the numeral um, equivalent of words in Greek, and every letter had a numeral value. So like we just said, Jesus in Greek, which is asus, I-E-S-O-U-S, corresponds to the numeral equivalent of 888, a number considered by the ancients as a sacred and magical number. Why? Because it's the breath, the holy breath. This goes back to Genesis 2, 7. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Innovative teachings, right? Yogananda talks about the prana, the fiery breath of life. And prana is also called God's breath, contains galaxies. Without this spirit fire of the sun, the planets, and people would all cease to exist. 
So prana is God's breath. So yes, you breathe in oxygen, but you also breathe in God's breath. Hence the reason why it says that the breath that God breathed into the nostrils of man, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That is the breath that we're talking about is prana, chi, or ki energy. All right? This is what they're talking about. Right, so the show, so the um, Shaolin monks practice these exercises, um, not to just circulate chi and improve their health, but also to build their internal power by concentrating chi to affect the um, um to affect the appropriate muscles. Generally speaking, Tai Chi is eighty percent physical and twenty percent mind training, compared to Qi Gong being eighty percent mind training and only twenty percent physical. The Taoists teach that the basic theory of focusing on the importance of breathing air and circulating it in the human body are simply based on the fact that the whole universe depends on air. <laughs> Man may live three weeks without food, a week without water, but six minutes without the air produces irreversible damages. So without air, there is no life. So as long as teaching the holy breath science they're teaching you bullshit that's what I call it <laughs> distraction they teach you distraction and I don't know when y'all gonna get that you know what I'm saying that your breath can ignite you into becoming a light body so that you don't even have to face death but it's the mind in action your breath is the mind in action. Your mind is the soul. Your soul is S-O-L, connect with the sun. So the sun, hence you become the living sun, the son of God. And that's even for a woman, moon man. So this is what we understand about chi, all right? If you also go... um into the studies, you find um, something else very interesting about, in particular, the teachings of of Shu. We talked about Yahshua. That's Yahweh. If you put Shu in the center of Yahweh, now Yahweh is the Old Testament deity, which symbolizes your DNA, right? They have looked at DNA, um, and it spelled out the word Yahweh, Yah-He-Vah-He, which are your DNA codes, which is based on the four amino acids, right? On four amino acids, which are the building blocks of life. So these four symbolizes the tetragrammaton, or grammaton, which is known as Yah-He-Vah-He, right? Adonai. Um, um, cetosine, um, guanine, and um, thyros, um, um, thyrosine, um, thyrosine, right? I'm pronouncing that correctly, but these are the four amino acids that are the good blocks to the four letters Yahweh or Yahibahi. So the Old Testament deity was Yahweh. The New Testament deity is Yahshua. Right? Yahshua. Right? Yahshua 
They put shoe in the they inserted shoe in the center in the middle, just like on the temple of Edfu, dedicated to Heru the elder, or Horus the elder. In the first thing you have Newt, which is the sky netter or goddess arched over, while Geb, the earth netter, is underneath with an erected phallus or penis. In the second scene, Newt, the goddess of of the sky, is now supported by Shu, the god of air. And while the earth god, um, Geb, is now reclining beneath, no longer with an erected um, phallus, as Shu has been replaced. Right? So Shu symbolizes the erected phallus or projection in which that comes from the erected phallus, which is the sneeze, which is the um, the release of the semen, life itself. So shoe symbolizes life. All right, and what is that life? What is that life? All right, that's similar to the same thing that we find when you when you sneeze. You say yes, shoe. When you sneeze. Right? And if you get real good, you say, Yashu. And they say, Oh. This is why people say, God bless you. Because during that instant, your heart stopped beating. So they say, Bless you, or Bedekah to Allah, or Alhamdulillah, or Gudhuntait, or whatever term that they use to bestow life back upon you. So you find out that just like Adam, um, God had his only begotten son, who is Jesus. Well, Adam had his only begotten son, which was Shu. So Jesus' name is Yahshua, or Yahshua. Way symbolizes, Yah symbolizes higher self. Way symbolizes lower self. The two selves, and then the middle is the shoe, which symbolizes the breath, the mind in action, which can unify the um the two unions is called Samatawi, which are the two lands. You can unif- which can unify the two lands once again. The land of the sky and the land of the earth. All right? Because shoe is the personification of air. Like I said, the sound you make when you sneeze is Yashu. Based on um, etymology, the sound Yashu is the same as Yahshua in Hebrew, meaning Savior. The name Shu has a similar sound to the verb to sneeze. In the ancient Egyptian, roughly pronounced Ashu, Ayashe, or Ashe, which means what? Ashe means what? Power in the Yoruba. And to drive home the point, go to John 14, 6. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, there's no salvation for the ravage of the lower self, from the ravages of the lower self, the Judas, because that will betray you every time, until you master the science of breath, which is the life, Yahshua, Jesus. Thus, I do not believe in Yahshua or Jesus because Yahshua, Jesus, he lives in me. (laughs) 
Once again, Genesis 2-7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. All right, you go to 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, um, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ, all right? So remember, the breath is the mind in action. Always keep that in, in um, you know, in the understanding of what we're talking about here. All right? And um, you want to read more about the science of Shu and Shu being the personification of air, the breath. You can read um, the Rupert M. Um, um, Ed Heru, um, Suit, which is the book of coming forth by day and night, or Miss Thoma, the book of the dead by um, Wallace Budge, or the Egyptian book of the dead, which is the book of coming forth by day by Dr. Muata Ashby. Okay? That's what you would want to read. Right, so physics find evidence that the universe is a giant brain. This is actually an article that came out uh, in 2012. So we know that God is mind, mind is totality, man is the mind, God is man, and man is God. All right, go to the Holy Quran, Circle 7, Chapter 1, Creation and Fall of Man. Man is, the thought, man is a thought of a law, and all thoughts of a law are infinite. They are not measured up by time, but things that are concerned with time begins and ends. The thoughts of a law are everlasting of the past until the never-ending days to come, and so is man, the spirit man. So the spirit man is talking about the light body itself, and spirit is the breath, remember? So the breath can transform your body into light. And remember the stars of thoughts. This is how the mind works. And through meditation, you can ignite the pineal gland into a superstar, which actually takes over the whole body. All 76 trillion cells become um, illuminated. All right? Um, Philo said Adam is the mind. Adam is man. And the word man is derived from the um, from the Latin, he who thinks or thinker. In the Vedic Sanskrit, we find the word manu, which means he who thinks or thinker or mind. The breath is the, um, the prana is the breath, and breath, spirit, is the mind in action. So in um, Polynesia, prana is called manala, manala. The Hindu Kush name um, for man is, um, which is thoughts itself, to think, is Manosarvar, which means the lake of consciousness and enlightenment. So thus man is mine, right, as we just talked about. So the first principle of, the, of Tahuti, seven cosmic principles of universal consciousness, is the all is mine and the universe is mental or everything is mental and this all correlates so when we go to um it speaks about the fact that in ancient kemet all right or egypt to mary 
Tamaray. They speak of the children of the sun, also the fabled men of light, which is also referenced in the Dead Sea Scroll, the book of Revelation. What are they talking about? All right, what they're talking about. I'll get to the man of light in a second. Men's of light, children of the sun. All right. Tahuti speaks of it in the Emerald Tablet. All right. Children of the sun were born of its fire, who descended down to inhabit earth in the early years. Hmm. So you was Ethereum beings, starlight beings, astral beings, and you came from out of the fourth dimension down into the third dimension. Essentially, that's what is being said. You know that the mind is the matrix of all matter. Mac, um, Dr. Max um, Planck, a Planck, um, stated that. And within physics. And so we know that the mind is based on consciousness, but it's also based on perception. All right? Based on perception. And the um, thing about that is, is that when you do the method, what's called the double slit experiment, is a demonstration that light and matter can be displayed characteristics of both classical defined waves and particles. Right? So scientists recognize that the, upon observation, particles will go through one slit or hole or the other, but not both. However, upon non-observation, which means not watching, the particles become waves and will go through both slits at the same time. So that means that these electrons are conscious and only form upon perception. Once again, get that dark life consciousness by um, Dr. Bruce, um, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. He speaks about this. He says, yes, both science and intuition analogies, um, intuition analogy that we are embedded in a higher dimensional space, our dense physical bodies and the common objects of our everyday world occupy only the three dimensions, which is height, breadth, and width. Time is another component of this equation. And for a century, we have known that space and time are themselves merged into the fourth dimension of space-time. Light itself now appears more and more to us as a vibration of a fifth dimension, surrounding and infusing our bodies while we live in these three physically experienced dimensions in space and time. In a subtler information field of our body, this seems to have a holographic structure of light and perhaps dark matter. The wavelength of this holographic body carries information that literally informs our vibratory lower dense physical bodies. They um, in a per, um, penetrate each other. They may be a revelation to moderate science, but it's an axiom of the perennial sciences. So our bodies are actually holograms. And this Scientific American um, article that came out March 5th, 2014, is our universe a hologram? It says we take for granted that we exist in a 3D be as a 3D being in a 3D 
um, universe. But physicists suggest that our world is just a projection of a reality written in 2D. Scientist Rick Henson comments, I'm 2D living in a 3D holographic projection. The end of what is space was about black holes storing up data on the outside of his shell and that we are all just projections of the two-dimensional data stored in black holes. Get another book, The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbert. It's the study of holographic projections, 3D virtual reality, platform solid states projections, and the Schwarzschild law experiments and a lot of other alchemical additives are super interesting. A dome tyranium-like simulation, i.e. the matrix, similar to the movie Truman Show. And he said it's all about us. And basically you get the book by Michael Talbot. He breaks down um, to understand why Brahm makes this startling assertion that first understand a little about holograms. Because what he said is that um, this is at the University of London. The physicist David Brahm, he says, believes Aspects findings implies that objective reality does not exist, that despite its apparent solid um, solidity, the universe at heart is a um, phantasm, phantasm, phantom or phantasm, 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 a gigantic, a splendid, detailed hologram. So a hologram is 3D dimensional photograph made with the aid of a laser to make a hologram the object to be photographed is first bathed in the light of a laser beam. Then a second beam is bounced off the uh, reflection light of the first, and the resulting interference patterns is captured on film. Okay, well, that means there's um, two light sources. We call them black energy and dark matter, in which that produces what we now refer to as the visible spectrum, which is the rest of the 4%, um, uh, 4 point some odd percent of the 90, uh, well, 93 um, some odd percent and the rest of the 7%, I should say, all right? Some say 4%, some say 7%, but we know that dark matter and black energy makes up 97% of the universe and the other um, 7 is nothing more than visible light spectrum, sun, moon, stars, um, asteroids, comets, meteorites, etc., etc. In another book, The Human Hologram, Living Your Life in Harmony with the Unified Field by Dr. Robin Kelly. All right, so once again, even Buddha, Buddha say all is an illusion. He's not saying that nothing is real, right? He's saying that the mind's projection onto reality are illusions. He's saying that the elements in the universe that forms every physical thing we see, touch, taste, and smell in here, or solid, liquid, and gas, if taken down to a subatomic level, they don't exist. Therefore, all we see is an illusion because its shape or form is not the true essence. So human beings consider ourselves to be made up of solid material. Actually, the physical body is the end product, so to speak, of the subtle information fields that we talked about, the morpho, 
of the morpho-resonant fields, morphogenetic fields, so forth and so on, which molds our physical body as well as all physical matter. These fields are holograms, uh-huh, which changes in time and are outside the reach of our normal senses. Right? This is why you tap into the higher um, you have seeing, touching, tasting, smelling, and hearing. Seeing higher level is what? Clairvoyance. Hearing is clairaudience. Tasting is glare, is um, um, glare, um, guesting. Um, smelling is clear sentience. Touch is psych chemistry. So you have higher levels that can tap into these fields that we're talking about. This is where clairvoyance perceives a colorful egg-shaped halo or aura around our physical body. Hit the book Stalking um, the Wild Pendulum. Right? Ishak um, Bento. Right? And of course, it's the seven energy centers, the seven souls of Ra, um, the, um, the seven daughters of Ptah, or, or who's called um, the seven Hothors. All right? Um, your chakra system, the seven African powers, the seven Elohims. All right? This is also about the seven um, chakras of the body. Right? That's the magical connection between the material and the spiritual realm. Most people are still living at their root chakra, and their lives are not con- and their lives are controlled by food, sex, and sleep. To fully realize our potential, our personal potential in societies, we need to activate all of our chakras: sex, ambition, health, um, the heart, emotions, and our social um, voice, our intellect, our soul, all line up with each chakra. As we activate higher areas into the heart, throat, and mind, you develop and can experience the more fulfilling capacities or capabilities that our bodies are designed for. To activate each chakra, the combination of yoga um, for health, um, there's sounds of healing, um, lam, ram, vam, um, yam, all right, uh, well, um, om, um, you know, there, there's seven of them. There, these these sounds can activate I E I um A E I O U. Sometimes why these sounds can activate the chakras, all right? The vowels. So there's sounds in which that can. These this is yoga or a Taoism, all right? Which all derived from ancient Kemet, those sciences. Each culture seemed to have kept a certain portion of it so that we can come and collect it and pick it up again and be able to go forth and do what we need to do as far as developing some type of culture because the so-called people here in the West don't have a culture to cling to. I'm sorry, soul food is not cultural. It's deadly. All right? the book Ageless Body, Timeless Mind by Deepak Chopra. Right? He elaborates on the fact that your body appears to be composed of solid material that can be broken down into molecules and atoms. But quantum physics tell us that every atom is more than 99.9999% empty space. 
and that the subatomic particles moving at lightning speeds through this space are actually bundles of vibrating energy. These vibrations are random and meaningless. However, they carry information. Okay? This is the same thing they be talking about. Right? So this is, this is how we know that matter is composed of energy. Okay? 99.9999% empty space. So if our bodies are 75% water and if our genes are bio-oscillating, crystalline um, structures, which read and interpret energy, and if we are 99.999% empty space, then how do you think the energies within the human fields are impacting our DNA and make relevant of all our health? The human energy fields directly informs our DNA. Remember, it has black hole properties or barely a wormhole properties and directly responsible for genes, codes, our health, any illness or disease that appears in our body. Even our intelligence, memory, and ability to heal is directly affected. All aspects of our lives are determined by the quality of our consciousness. So, as you see, less than 1% of the electromagnetic spectrum, and you hear less than 1% of acoustic um, spectrum. And as you read this, you will travel at 220 kilometers per second around the galaxy. 90% of the cells in your body carry their own um, microbial um, DNA and are not you. The atoms in your body are 99.999% empty space. And none of them are the ones you was born with. Because every seven years, the cells change, all 76 trillion cells change in your body. All right? But they all originate in the belly of a star. Human beings have 46 chromosomes. All right? So everything we call real is made of things that cannot be regarded as real. Neil Borg said it. Dr. Neil Borg says this. And it's true. Get the book um, Biocentrism. Um, Biocentrism. How life and consciousness are the key to understanding the true nature of the universe. This is by um, Dr. Robert Lancer. Right? This, this is... Um, proof of consciousness, right? He says that there's several theories that indicate that man consciousness moved from another place after death. According to scientists, the structure of the universe we live in is laws and forces and constants are in fact fine-tuned for life. This implies that the existence of, of intelligence prior to matter. The book Biocentrism, um, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the True Nature of the Universe, written by Dr. Robert Lancer, who was voted as the third most important scientist alive by the New York Times. Dr. Lance became interested in involving with physics, quantum mechanics, and astrophysics. So this erratic mixture gave rise to a new theory of biocentrism. Now, according to biocentrism, life and um, consciousness are fundamental parts of the universe, right? Consciousness is responsible for creating the material universe and not the other way around. Dr. Lancer suggests that 
Space and time are not like objects or things, but are tools that are utilized by our animal understanding. This is where the electron comes in at, in which that can become a particle or if it's a wave. Remember, upon observation, is a particle and only go through one slit. Upon non-observation, it can become a wave and go through both. So it's upon your perception, your awareness, how this is shown and how it takes place, your animal understanding. Lance indicates that mankind carries space and time like turtles or shells. When the shell comes off, space and time, we do not cease to exist. In other words, this theory suggests that death of consciousness simply does not exist. If our bodies are receiving consciousness like a satellite receiving, received obta- and obtains its signals, then consciousness does not cease to exist on death. This suggests that consciousness exists outside of the constraints of time and space. Of course, because consciousness is within the electron. <laughs> That's L. That's God. Your electronic body is God, which is, of course, on the skin of your body and within your auric field. And when you pass physical form, the doctors have measured, which is 21 grams, all right? They have measured the soul, and it's 21 grams. That is the electronic emission that is released upon the last exhalation at death. So Dr. Lanson believed that the multiverse can exist simultaneously. In one universe, the body can die, while in another, it continues to exist, absorbing consciousness when migrating into the universe, right? Scientists have also documented that the photonic energy of the average human body emits the equivalent energy of a 120-watt light bulb or a 120-volt battery or 25,000 BTUs, and each cell emits 100,000 photons per second. And there are more than 76 trillion cells in your body. Also, our auric field or astral star body, the higher astral body, the spiritual body is eternal and is equivalent to the lifetime of the universe, which is about 10 E22 years. And the auric field contains the electronic mass of 4 E21, which is 4 and then 21 electrons or 21 zeros behind it, of electrons. If we ignore the auric field's importance, we would ignore the nine-tenths of our existence. So the mind exists in the layers of the auric field and is equivalent to the diameter of the universe, as we said earlier, which is 76 quintillion miles in diameter. So, right? So like we said, um, the phantom DNA um, effects is a case in point that energy fields of the DNA sample remains detectable by laser lights, even when the physical sample is removed. That's just like when you're watching a picture on TV, you cut the TV off, you look at the screen, the impression is still there. Right? At a fundamental level, man is pure energy, a wave genetics, and the junk DNA at a rich um, intra-structure um, level of supercodes and waves communication realized in material form as crystalline structures, dynamic, dynamic genes, holograms in liquid crystal of the 
chromosome continuum. This is what is being said. What this model suggests is that the human gene is part of a larger hologram multiverse of wave information reality, hypercommunication. Remember, we told you that in hyperdimensional physics, they found 27 universes or 27 dimensions, all right? In the form of remote sensing, remote healing, and telepathy, or telepathy is the is definitely a part of the human protocol. So this is how they're able to prove that all these things exist is by understanding, understanding, understanding the auric cell. All right? So these particles, all right, or what is known as the stardust particles, which is more than 90% of our body, of human anatomy, is composed of these stardust particles. These particles are called bio photons. And a biophoton is also called an ultra-weak um, um, photoemission, or UPE, is a light particle that is emitted by all living beings or living things. It is an aspect of our aura called our bioplasmic body. Through it exists is the visible and visible spectrum. In order for us to see it, Normally, our eyes would have to be about 1,000 times more sensitive, right? So you get a Curlian camera. Curlian on photography proves that you are energy manifested in physical form and allows the bare eyes to see the energy which inhabits and surrounds our physical body. This knowledge can be used to heal any disease, pain, and imbalance in the body. All right? So... There's also um, Dr. Zhang um, Rongling of the Lancel um, Universe in China measured the flow of qi from a human body with a unique biological detector. He showed that only does the oral pulse, but that not everyone's human energy field pulse at the same rate or intensity. Remember, this is based on consciousness. We went over that the breath is the mind in action. The mind is layered within the auric field. Therefore, your mind causes the aura to pulse or vibrate faster. This study was repeated by researchers at the Shanghai um, Atomic Nuclear Institute of Academia of Seneca. All right? Um, solvent scientists, right, Russian scientists um, for the Bioinformational Institute headed by um, um, Popa actually measured the human body field, or more specifically, the biocurrents manifested in surrounding energy body. And they discovered that living organism animates, um, animates, um, animates um, vibrations at a frequency between 300 to 2,000 nanometers. That's called this field, the biofield, and discovered that people with a strong and widespread biofield can transfer energy more successfully. This research was later confirmed by the Medical um, Science Academy in Moscow. Right, so as you see, they are proving this over and over and over again. All right? So this is not just me stating these things. We can prove it. Right, Dr. Valerie Hunt, 
in her book, In a Study of Structural Neuromuscular Energy Fields and Emotional Approaches, she records the frequency of low um, millivoltage um, signals emanating from the body during a rofing um, session. Rofing is similar to a massage, right? Um, she made these recordings using um, electrodes of silver and silver um, chlorine on the skin. Scientists then analyzed the wave patterns recorded, all right, um, with a sonogram frequency analysis, and that the human energy field did indeed consist of a number of different color bands. In other words, the same colors that correlates to the chakras. Right? The following results came from February 1988 studies. And it says blue on um, between 250 to 275 hertz. Green, 250 to 475 hertz. Yellow, 500 to 700 hertz. Orange, 950 to 1,050 hertz. Red, 1,000 to 1,200 hertz. Violet, 1,000, 2,000 plus 300 to 400, 600 to 800 hertz. White, 1,100 to um, 2,000 hertz. All right? So this has been proven. You get another book called Awaken Aura. Paula Ambrose, right? And speaks about the aura uh, response to every emotion and thought. All right? That's what it does. The auric field creates a vibe and energy field which resonates and radiates and expands outward that affects every person who comes in contact with it. Okay? So if you have a field in which that is uh, um, uh, you know, filled with jealousy and anger, depression, people can feel that shit. Like they can feel, just like they can feel love, desire, empathy, joy. Okay? So if your aura is resonating strong energy, then people will be drawn to you as your auric field is expression a vibe of personal magnetism, which attracts others into your field. If you are feeling depressed, the aura pulls inward and grows thin and has to spend time pulling in energy to sustain the field. Hence, now you become a psychic um, 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 vampire right? instead of a healer. You have to suck in energy. When a person is angry for a long period of time, the energy hardens in the um, auric field. It crystallizes, right? And it can become almost impenetrable. When um, slow the flow of light, it slows the flow of light and energy. You know what I'm saying? To move back and forth through each field. This is why you have to learn pranic energy, pranayama. Pranic energy do what is called scanning, in which that can remove the negative bioplasmic energy from the body. So when you learn how to properly breathe, such as 6363, breathe in for six seconds, hold it for three seconds, breathe out for six seconds, hold it for three seconds, or 7171, or empty retention, then in combination with the meditation and spiritual practices, we can gain more control of our auric field. Learn to expand them. Because with those breath techniques that I just went over, you can expand your orbit field from three feet to 15 feet outside of you, magnetizing you five times more powerful. 
raise the energy and increase the amount of magnetism and energy and light in the auric cells. This is what we're talking about. Russian scientists have photographed the soul leaving the body at death. The timing of the astral disembodiment in which that the soul or spirit leaves the body has been captured by Russian scientists. Constantine on Korotov. All right? Who photograph a person at the moment of death with a bioelectrographic camera, similar to a similar to a Trollian camera. Right? And it shows in blue the light force of the person leaving the body gradually. All right? So we know these things are real. Even Nikola Tesla tells you um that this exists. Um, there is an essence of light in the universe. I discovered a star that by all the astronomical, um, astronomical and, um, and um, mathematical laws can disappear. And that, and that nothing seems to be modified. This star is in this galaxy. Its light can occur is dense that it fits into a sphere smaller than an apple and heavier than our solar system. He's talking about Sirius B, obviously, because the Dogon says the exact same thing. And see, this solar system was born from Sirius B. From the implosion of Sirius B material is what formed our sun, and eventually the plasmic from this young sun is what formed our planets in these orbits, which I tried to prove is wilder and almost unattainable. So just what he says, he said, religion and philosophy teaches that man came from, that man can become Christ, Buddha, and Zoroastra. When I'm trying to prove is wilder and almost unattainable, this is what to do in the universe. So every being is born as Christ, Buddha, and Zoroastra. So he's telling you that, yeah, it seemed unattainable that you can transfer the body into um into light but you can it seems almost unattainable unattainable but he know that it's possible Nikola Tesla knew it was possible all right so when we talk about the 21 grams leaving the body which is electronic emissions this was already proven by Dr. Duncan McDougall he, he weighed the human soul. Matter of fact, that's the article. He weighed human soul. All right? And it says that Dr. Duncan McDougall, a surgeon known particularly for his experiments in the weighing of the soul, died at his home today at the age of 54. Through dedicated weighting, weight, weighting devices, he calculated that the weight of the soul at between around seven ounces, which is 21 grams. Right? In this research, right, it says six to eight ounces, but that's seven ounces or 21 grams. In this research, which extended through the years, he said he took into account the actual weight of the body immediately before and immediately after death. All right? So, all right, and it wasn't just him. He had um, a team of other doctors who verified his information. Right? So, um, we know that after you pass physical form, that that is um, that you leave with 21 grams or eight 
or seven ounces of electromagnetic emissions or what is called electronic emission. That's what leaves the physical body alone with the breath is your electrons. Scientists have found that, and, and where it goes is into the ionosphere, magnetosphere, in the ionosphere. That's where your electronic emission goes to. All right? And scientists have found, and you can get this from the book, the, from the Unk book by Nur Unk Amen. It tells you that heaven is in the ionosphere. There's another book that says in the magnetosphere, but it's between the magnetosphere and the ionosphere. That is where we are. Lower beings are in um, the magnetosphere. Higher beings are in the ionosphere. All right? Now, you get the book, The Human Body of Light by um, Mitchell Gibson, M.D., Right? So Dr. Mitchell Gibson, he speaks about this. Right? There's a mantra which can be recited 100 times a day. And merely by reciting this 100 times a day without interruption, one will become attractive to others and will effortlessly come by food, wealth, and necessities of life. If one recites it thousands or 10,000 times on a daily basis, one is able to literally overwhelm others with one's brilliance in the sense of becoming very charismatic and influential in exerting a positive influence over others. And one will gain unhindered forces of blessings and spiritual power. If one repeats it a hundred thousand times, a million times on a regular basis, one will become capable of effecting an immeasurable great benefit of, um, for beings exactly as one wished to be. If one recites the mantra three to seven million times, one is never separated from the Buddhas of the three times, and one becomes inseparable from me. All the gods and demons of existence will attend to one and offer their praises. This is when you're able now to have, just like in the beginning, remember that in the Quran it says that um, the angels were supposed to prostrate themselves before Adam. Iblis said, nah, I was made before him. I'm of, I'm of um, fire. He's of the ground. What it looks like me um, worshiping this nigga. And God said, well, I know that which that you do not know. Allah said, I, do, I know that which you do not know. But then he said, but get the hints down from here. All of you. So that was Adam, Eve, and Iblis, and those who followed Iblis. He cast them all into the earth, into the physical. Iblis becomes actually your Kundalini. Eve and Adam is the left and right hemisphere of your brain. And you have to use your mind, which is the, the breath in action is your mind, to control Iblis and make Iblis rise prostrate before you, in other words, to have your lowest self surrender to the higher self. That's what this is talking about. So in most, in the most excellent of cases, individual will obtain, if you recite this seven, um, um, 700, um, 7 million times, um, the most exciting case, individual will obtain the rainbow body the final level of obtainment in this lifetime. The secret knowledge that was allowed this transformation has been protected by several sacred orders 
that has been closely guarded this information for centuries. To date, more than 100,000 priests have obtained the rainbow body using these practices as we speak. There are literally hundreds of priests and masters utilizing these techniques in order to obtain the supreme realization. Let us explore the roots of this long and proud traditions and legacy. What is the sound? Om Hong Vajra Guru Pima Siddhi Hong. Om Hong Vajra Guru Padma Siddhi Hong. Om Hong Vajra Guru Pima Siddhi Hong. That is it. And there's also another mantra that goes with it. Of course, this is coming from the Tibetan school. Right? But the Sufis have it, Christians have it, everybody have this secret um, science, this sacred secret science, as they would say. But there's also a mantra of body of, um, for what's called the body of light mantra, right? Which is Jagad, Bumi, Alam, Kabi, Suma, Supa, Marang, Baden, Baden, Sutmu, Supa, Marang, Bhuti, Bhuti, Sima, Supa, Marang, Nayawa, Nayawa, Suma, Simu, Supa, Marang, Rasha, Rasha, right? Um, Kaya, Suma, Supa. Marang Atma Atma Sumu Ha Marang Dat Dat Sumos Ha Marang Insong Insong Jamming Jamming Rabadi Ampa um, Taba Gan Tampa Lawana Anna in Kalara Ting Sing a son King Mahamulia Maha Sutsi Right CIT so called in Parantin Sing a son, right? So, according to legend, memorizing the body of light mantra causes changes within the mind and the body of the user. The accumulation of these changes is the creation of the human body of light, right? The Cawthor believed that the object of life on earth was to transform the human body into a in, Immortal vehicle of light. The book of Mari contains a song which, when sung properly, begins the transformation process of the human body into a vehicle of light. The Essenes, the culture of the Middle East, Middle East has a similar song which was sung at a solar um, liturgy, a liturgy. When combined with certain solar practices, these sounds lead to the transformation process. There are many variations of this practice in many cultures. 
all right? Um, even for those that want to know the whole thing, um, we'll go back, or either y'all can write me at um, DrAlimElBay.com um, on our website, or either DrAlimElBay at gmail.com. Um, and or either you can get the book, as we just told you, The Body of um, the Human Body of Light by um, Mitchell Gibson. But also, we have another one, which is by um, the ancient Kemites. It's called Babak Banu. Babak Banu means the soul is transformed to a fiery bird. Right? The protection of the soul through the, um, through the eagle and the awakening of the body, spirit, and soul through the phoenix power of resurrection. And this mantra is sung at the pace of the heartbeat. Ba-ba-ba-nu, 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 ba-ba-ba-nu. Ba back Benu, Ba back Benu, Ba back Benu. Right? So we find that, like we said, over 100,000 people have obtained the rainbow body using these techniques or practices. This correlates to Corinthians 15:52. It says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. All right? So you're going to have an incorruptible body, right? That's what it's called. That's what Paul referred to it as an incorruptible body, a spiritual body, celestial body, all right? Christianity calls it the resurrection body. Hinduism calls it the Vajra body. Um, Buddhism calls it the Buddha body. Taoism refers to it as the Jalus. Um, Indonesia uh, refers to it as the body of light. The Nazareans, as we spoke of, talking about the rainbow um, body or the rainbow robe of light, um, in Sufism, um, it's called the diamond body, right? Um, the Vajra body, which we talk about from the um, Hindus, also called it the Adamantian, the um, Adamantian body. Adamantian, of course, is what they refer to that they gave to um, the comic book hero Wolverine in X-Men. He had an Adamantian body, but you're supposed to become the Adamantian body through your practice. See, they threw this in there. So once a person becomes a light being, he or she may at times return to earth in order to teach others. The body of light is immortal and requires neither food, water, nor air for the substance. This is how you conquer death. This is where, oh, death is your victory, as is mentioned within 1 Corinthians, the 15th um, chapter. Okay? Because you're supposed to be uh, raised into an incorruptible body. It says, so also the resurrection of the dead, it is sown in corruption. It is sown, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in honor. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. All right? Once again, spirit is breath. So, this is what you're supposed to be working on, mastering. And there's common levels to this. All right? There's three levels to this, um, which is the rainbow body. A fully enlightened being or person is called a Javan Mukti, um, which also um, liberates the body 
into light. Um, so you have the rainbow body, the rainbow body of light, and the rainbow body of great trans um, transference. Those are the three levels. So the first level is the more common level is the normal rainbow body that occurs only after the death of the body, right? which is within three to seven days, the body begins to shrink and dissolve into light. And most of the time, a small child-sized body remains behind. And in more advanced yogis, only hair and nails. The more advanced levels is also the rainbow body. Um, is that the rainbow body, at this level, all signs are, um, are showing up while the yogi is still alive. In the process of dissolving into light, might go quickly, fast, but in most cases, it takes months to years to complete, all right? All within or while remaining fully functional. It is also possible that the yogi who is the middle of this process slow, slow it down or is unable to continue the process or dies before the completion of the rainbow body. This has been the case with most of the famous Siddhartha. If the process continues, the body will continue to shrink and shine real light over time until it reaches the size of a baby. And then in a flash of bright rainbow light, it disappears into emptiness forever. Now, even more advanced and extremely rare is the attainment of the rainbow body of great transference. In this level, the yogi not only dissolves the body completely into light, but remains functional, and visible as light, right? So according to um, the Dzogchen literature, it's the highest and most definable path to enlightenment, right? Right? Um, and as a matter of fact, the Trexco, um practice is a releasing or a cutting through of all one's tensions and rigidities, all obscurities um, must be purified um, or um, obscurations must be purified. This accomplished through mastering the art of contemplation and visualization. It is mastering meditation in the state of union. It is prerequisite for practicing the togu practice for a novice understanding in its practice of witnessing one karma and forgiving and dissolving it to the point it holds no power of cause. The physical body can be calmed by a, um, to a death-like state of samahat. Right? Now, this secret was shared by many ancient cultures, including the Kothars, um, the Aztecs, the Inca, the Mayan, of course, that came from the Olmecs, the Essenes, the ancient Egyptians, the Bonapo, the um, the Taoists, the ancient Tibetans, Indonesia, um, scores of other cultures shared this secret. And the secret is that death is not the only option. <laughs> the human body has the ability to transform into pure light. And this is verified through the theory of relativity. Albert Einstein became famous for proving that matter and energy are the same. He proved that matter may be transformed into energy. He also shows that energy may be transformed back into matter through his now famous equation, 
E equal MC squared. So we're not quite crazy. All right? So I have to understand this. So a lot of people are going around talking about 666. All right? You know, and that that's the mark of the beast. That's melanin. Look, look, look. Carbon is condensed starlight, which is condensed universal blackness. All right? Or cosmic radiation, which is condensed infinite blackness or light. Right? That's what carbon is. So you being proud of carbon-12 is crazy because that's six electrons, six protons, six neutrons. The Revelation 13, 18 says, here's wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666, or 603 scores and six, which is 666. Understand that carbon is supposed to be just like a piece of coal. A piece of coal is black, carbon. And over time, you have heat, friction, suppression, depression, uh, uh, um, suppression. It goes through a pressure. It goes through heat. And then eventually, over time, this carbon, black substance, coal, piece of coal, becomes a shining, bright, brilliant diamond. Well, you're supposed to be transforming too. You're not supposed to stay 666. You're supposed to become 616. Okay? Let me explain. So remember, um, in the book of Genesis, first chapter, it says that man was created um, in the image and after the likeness of God on the sixth day. That's Genesis 131. All right? So, the six days come out, the sixth element, carbon is the sixth element. And there's approximately 70E27 atoms in the human body, which means that there's 99.999% empty space in these atoms. So it's supposed to be filled in with some type of energy, right? Now, we understand that carbon-12 is supposed to be converted to carbon-7. So if there's anything, start talking about carbon-7. You Negroes still talking about carbon-12, which is 666. That's the mark of the beast. Carbon-7, DNA of carbon-dominant people is supposed to change. DNA is an organic superconductor that can work at a normal body temperature as opposed to artificial conductors, which requires extremely low temperatures between negative 200 and negative 140 Celsius to function. In addition, all superconductors are able to store light and thus information. This further explains how DNA can store information. Okay? So carbon-7 is the material equivalent of Kundalini system, as well as the Metatron cube. And like iron, it has the ability to sustain a magnetic field around it. Carbon-7 has the uncanny ability to carry hyperdimensional fields, as I talked about earlier, such as fields of thought around it, that can be amplified thoughts and other hyperdimensional fields, just as iron and copper are in a transformer can amplify magnetic fields. Naturally, it is formed in the brain of spiritual adepts, right? When 
when they have out-of-body experiences or perform, or perform other supernatural phenomena, such as biolocation or materialization, etc., during such times, the glow or halo that is formed around the heads of these highly evolved beings is actually due to the excessive neutrons produced when carbon-7 transformed to carbon Excuse me, when carbon-12 transformed to carbon-7 or transmute to carbon-7 within the brain, right? This is pineal gland. This is DMT, that methyltryptophan, the tryptamine. During the human body experience or birth experience, the body becomes saturated with DMT and pinoline. These chemicals are secreted by the pineal gland, also known as the seat of the soul. When this chemical reaction happens, the brain is literally being awakened as one begins the human experience. So, carbon-12, 666, is the rule of the devil, the mark of the beast. Carbon-7, the the rule of God, or 7 is the number of God, G. That's why the G is in the center of the compass and square, symbolizes God. It's also G is the seventh letter. So we are supposed to transform um, carbon-12 to carbon-7. So start talking about carbon-7, 616, and get off the beast deck. All right? Blackout through whitewash by Dr. Suzar. She said something very important. She said Dr. Frank Barr pioneered discoverers of melanin organizing ability and other properties, opened his technical work that melanin, the organizing molecule, and this hypothesis is advanced that neuromelanin, in conjunction with the pigment melanin um, molecules, such as the um, isopentenoids, um, functions at the major organizing um, organized molecules in living systems. It says, melanin is depicted as an organizing trigger capable of using established Properties such as photons, electrons, photon conversions, free radical reduct um, mechanic, um, mechanics, ion exchange um, mechanics, ion exchange mechanics, semiconductive switching capabilities to direct energy to strategy, molecule systems, and sensitive hierarchies of protein enzymes cascade. Melanin is held capable of regulating a wide range of molecules, interactions, and uh, metabolic, uh, the metabolic processes. All right, so melanin has its own DNA. It's the most important substance in the human body. Carbon links a carbon atom links to form melanin, which has black hole properties, which are found in space. In physics, the melanin body has the capability to be a perfect absorber, um, perfect radiator of all forms of light and energy. Melanin may be viewed as a battery, but is partially charged and can always accept an electrical charge. So your melanin at this level is 666. When it gets the charge, this electrical charge, when sunlight and other energies come in contact with the melanin battery, it increases the charge of the battery to a certain degree. This is when you go into the fourth dimension and you can actually transform your body into a rainbow body or light body. 
616, which is carbon six. Otherwise, you are 666. You're with the mark of the beast, right? Get the book Science of Melanin, Dispelling the Myths by um, Dr. Tim Owen Moore, right? Good friend of mine. In the third dimension, melanin acts as a semiconductor to transform energy. This is what he says. Go to the UNC, the African origin of electromagnetism, um, um, by Nur Ankh Amen. He says a semiconductor melanin has an energy gap. The absorption of energy is required before electrons can jump into the conduction band and make melanin conductive. An increase in conductivity increases the sensitivity of melanin to the electromagnetic world of etheric beings, astral projections, and spiritual entities. At low frequencies, the conductivity of melanin is small, but at ultra-high frequency, melanin is a superconductor. So melanin is not even a superconductor until you absorb enough energy to tap into those, um, into those particular electromagnetic worlds. I should say enough to make the electron uh, uh, um, conductive in order to tap into those various worlds. Melanin is the most important substance in the body. You got to keep saying this. And so the living matrix in the body is an electromagnetic or electro or energetic communication system that conducts packs of energy and information instead of nerve impulses. This is what they're finding out. And Dr. Carl Moret um, states this. Cells are interconnected through integrins and light communication. Skin is the entrance point into the conductive tissue living matrix. An electron revolves around the atomic nucleus and um, energy levels. So photons revolves around electronic nucleus, um, electron, yeah, electronic nuclei. And when they are subject to energy, they are emitted as electromagnetic energies and waves, the effects of which depends on their motion. For the um, possible effects, um, glance at a chart of electromagnetic spectrum. The effects may be anywhere from heat on the left through um, radio waves, infrared, visible spectrum, ultralight, X-rays, and to a higher or high energy, which is gamma rays. So this is what we know, um, Professor um, Fritz Albert Pop. He says, we know today that man essentially is a being of light. All right? We are still in a threshold of fully understanding the complex relationship between light and life. But we can now say emphatically that the function of our entire um, metabolism is dependent on light. He declares also that the human organism is not only a carnivorous or vegetarian being, but also a consumer of light. In fact, it behaves like a a lumivarious creature. You're talking about we behave like lumivarious creatures. In other words, early on in our development, we was like vampires. (laughs) All right? Sun worshippers, as they were saying. All right? Get this book, Living with the Stars. All right? Uh, um, By his name of I think his name is Carl Cherivjo, uh, all right, and Iris, his wife. But it says, it's talking about how 40,000 tons of cosmic dust falls to the earth affects you and me. Now, it used to be as high as 300,000 tons, 
because they put up the chemtrails and all that type of shit, um, it has decreased dramatically. All right? But this stardust energy as it comes in, you are supposed to absorb it through your melanin, which has black hole properties, in order to correlate to the um, energy that you already have. All right? Your sexual energy, your... Um, the um, um, parental energy in which that you receive from your mother and father, right, which is your paternal energy, and the energy in which that you um, collect from breathing and eating and so forth and being able to store this energy, right? So particles are drawn to poles and collides with the atmosphere, causing polar lights. You have the northern lights, the southern lights, Aurora Borealis, which is the northern lights. You have billions of tons of star gas, star hot gas, containing charged particles, um, which is through solar flares, mega flares, super flares, which erupts from the sun through the sunspots, corona mass ejections, which collides with the Earth's atmosphere at the poles, um, in which that this light comes into the atmosphere um, based on um, the amount of chemtrails that they've been doing, been able to block this energy out. Um, but um, you still are supposed to absorb your share. Like I said, at one time, there was 300,000 tons of stardust material that came down. Now it's about 40,000, as you as we just read from the book, Living with the Stars. We are all well aware that the, that the solar flares, all right, exist and give the power of the sun. We are probably all understanding that it releases energy, tremendous heat, high-energy particles, gases, on surface of the sun, able to eject thousands of miles from the surface of the sun. In fact, the amount of energy it takes for a flare to shoot out is equivalent to approximately 160 billion megatons of TNN. Actually, it's shoot, more than one. Let me, let me count this. Thousand, mm-hmm, 100,000, million, 100 billion. Yeah, 160 billion. In other words, intense. Intense. Right? So human beings have an electromagnetic field running through their bodies, um, which is why grounding works so well and is important. Um, surrounding us, we call the aura. And this same electromagnetic field energy affects our earth and is also affect us, which they don't talk about. And see, during this activity, you're talking about um, during a solar flare activity, corona mass ejection, solar flares, it can reach back up from 40,000 to 300,000 tons of stardust energy or particles falling to the earth daily. And think about it. The human cell contains 20 billion um, exponential bits of information. Therefore, humans originally was created with body cells capable of consuming and absorbing 90% of the cosmic forces and light to which they was exposed. However, our cells began to deteriorate 10% capacity and consumption and absorption when we began to expand and lose our sexual energy, eat chemically processed GMO food, drink fluoride water, stay inside the house or home, et cetera, et cetera. There's a mantra that the ancient Egyptians did in which that was called Raneta Atif Nefer which means God's sun rays in nature are gracious to me, which is a mantra that is designed to draw 
um, towards the user, the life-giving warmth rays of the sun and, and the protection power, um, protective power over the lower self or lower nature. Right? So we are energy and light beings. Our cells contain light illuminating from dullness to brightness. So like I said, toxic food, thoughts, relationship, environment, dims the light. Kindness, gratitude, whole foods, and passionate brightness um, brightens our light. So let your light shine. Christians always say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Well, let it shine. Right? So how you increase your life energy? You work a job that you love? You find passion and build on it? You eat minerals, enzymes? Probiotics? Prebiotics? Right? Organic fruits, vegetables, concentrated green um, powders, corella, spirulina, blue-green algae, avocado, raw um, press, organic oils like hemp and olive oils, coconut oils, stress less, learn proper breathing techniques, start, um, um, start um, understanding herbs, get rid of the TV, Avoid all junk foods. Connect with nature daily. Clear the mind with positive affirmations. Your mantras, hakahus, hesis. Eat algae and herbs. Infuse the cells with deli green juices. Connect with your inner child. Make art. Draw, paint, be creative. Dance more. Sing more. Do poetry. Quit smoking and drinking alcohol. Get rid of fear. Worry. Learn to love. Walk barefooted. You know what I'm saying? Give help to others. Think your own thoughts. Detox. Stretch. Move. Right? This is all part of photosynthesis. This is what happens. When the sun beamed its rays, all right, onto the plant, the carbohydrates produced and stored in and used by the plants, carbohydrates, right? That's sunlight. The, the sunlight, right? Plants and other organisms convert light energy into chemical energy, then can later be released to fuel to organism activity or energy transformation. That's what your that's what your melanin is supposed to do. It's the only difference between a plant chlorophyll is magnesium at the center and a human blood um hemoglobin is iron at the center. Other than that, it's identical. So that's what makes one green and what makes one melanated. Or the various um colors, as we would say, lack of a better term right now. But the human body of light, like Mitchell Gibson, he said something important. He said, this is the main function of sunlight that humans, uh, which humans are most knowledgeable. This aspect of sunlight carries the magnetic spectrum and certain nurturing energy frequencies that are capable of sustaining life. All of the elements that are necessary for life emanating originally from the sun, water, air, fire, earth, and all the necessary nutrients for life came to us from the sun. 
Each and every second, billions of tons of matter are released from the sun and hurled towards the planet. This matter forms the basis for all life in the solar system. The energetic factor that the sun released are able to sustain life all on their own. So we know that in the Holy Quran, Circle 7, um, second chapter speaks of that we call these suns revealers of light. But to but they must have the light before they can reveal the light. And you must teach your sons and set their souls on fire with love and holy zeal and make them conscious of their mission to the sons of men. God is light. You read 1 John 1.15. It says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. John 1.9. There was a true light which lightens every man that cometh in the world. We heard that Jesus is the light. John 8, 12. Then spoke of Jesus again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, for he shall have light of life. You are light. First um, theologian, um, 5, 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. And we are not of the night, nor of darkness. So we are beings of light. But Thessalonians, I think that's first Thessalonians 5, 5, excuse me. It says, we know today that man essentially is a being of light. And moderate science of photobiology is essentially proving this. In terms of healing, the implications are immense. We now know, for example, that quantum of light can initiate or arrest cascade-like reactions in the cells and that genetic cellular damage can be virtually repaired within hours by faint beams of light. This is shown to us over and over again. Right? Nikola Tesla said that particles of light are written notes. A bolt of lightning can be an entire um, sonant, um, 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 sonator. He says, a thousand balls of lightning is a concert. For this concert, I've created a ball of lightning which can be heard on the icy peaks of the Himalayans. And about Pythagoras and mathematics, a scientist may not, must not infringe on these two. Numbers and, equa- um, and um, equations are signs that marks the music of the spheres. If Einstein had heard these sounds, he would have not created theories of relativity. Right? Even though theory of relativity proves that man is energy and can be transformed back and forth. There's nothing wrong with that. But he says these sounds are the messages of the mind, or the messages of the mind, and that life has meaning. The universe exists in perfect harmony, and its beauty is the cause and effect of creation. This music is the eternal um, cycle of cellular heaven. Right? So he's saying these things. And we find that the primary function of DNA is electromagnetic reception and transmission. Less than 10% of DNA functions involve protein manufacturing. More than 90% functions in the realm of bioacoustics and bioelectric signaling. This is told to us by Dr. Um, Lynn Horowitz. Birds are the vehicles for the manifestation of thought in the realm of matter. They focus and carry with them the vibratory strength and energy of the thinker who forms them. 
The voice thought is to actively construct and build the bridges of inherited or inherit awareness to the eternal or external, excuse me, realm of infinity and supreme consciousness. This is Brother A.A. Rashid in his book, Swords or Words. He drops it. And so we find that bioacoustics is dealing with the science of sound. And so in epigenetics, um, which has been popularized, you know, the belief, um, the biology of belief by um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he promotes the idea that genes and DNA can be manipulated by a person's beliefs. And a Russian biophysicist by the name of um, um, Patrol, um, Jaraji, research reveals that DNA can be reprogrammed by words and frequencies, opening up a whole new arena in medicine. The experiment proved that one can use words and sentences to influence DNA, which the ancients already knew all of that. That's why they practiced mantras, words of power, decrees, affirmations, prayers, hesis, mantras, hakahu, so forth and so on, words of power. The experiment proved that one word, um, that one can use words and sentences to influence DNA. This explains how the body can be pre- can be programmed by language, words, and thoughts, indicating that the human language are actually a reflection of our DNA. The scientists also proved the use of frequencies can repair chromosome damage by reprogramming DNA, and found that the genetic codes follows the same rules of all our human languages. So we're not controlled by all the genes like computer programs are controlled by codes. This is a fallacy propagated by the Darwin-based um, science. Right? For almost two centuries, genes are a biological tendency of expression. Changing our state of consciousness can influence and even change completely the tendency for expression. What we do, our codes are actually rewritten and a different manifestation can be expressed. We are not the code. We are the writers of the code. All right? So you find out that Dr. Bruce Lipton, he goes in and he says about one-third of all healings occurred without anything other than having a positive thought. And it's true. know that the body is held together by sound. The presence of disease indicates the same sound that is going out in tune. He who knows the secret of sound knows the mysteries of the whole universe. This is Hatsra, um, um, Hatsrat um, Inayat Khan. He stated that. So he who knows the secret of sound knows the mysteries of the whole universe. So words are the vehicle for the manifestation of thought in this realm of matter. Remember that, Brother A. Rashid, good brother of mine, known him for years. So we know that sound and frequency forms geometrical shapes. You can see this. Um, put a plate with sand or salt or whatever on a plate and um, on top of a sound and watch it forms the geometrical shapes and sound and geometrical shapes of the sound that is being produced through the speakers. So mathematically, your human body is based on the golden ratio, which measures approximately 1.618. 
or pi, 3.14, right? But the 1.618 is derived through the Fibonacci numbers. So from the souls to your, to, um, to your navel and from the soul to the crown is pi. The soul to the knees, soul to the navel, navel to the shoulders, navel to the um, crown, so forth and so on. These, these studies have shown and done that, that, the, um, that the golden ratio in the human body face and hands, right? And through the whole body of what we just talked about, et cetera, et cetera. That these are only some of the occurrences of the golden ratio in our anatomy. Certainly there are many more of these beautiful proportions out there that range from ordinary to the mundane. Scientists in various fields who study anatomy, chemistry, physics, math, astronomy, theology, also in the fields of music, architecture, art, continues to be fascinated with the golden ratio. It's even found in our DNA, the perfect body. It's in our genes. So we know that sound forms shapes. Now, what happens when sound is put in water at 7 hertz? Spontaneously, it generates DNA. I'm going to say that again. Sound in water at 7 hertz spontaneously generates DNA. One test tube had DNA in it, and the other test tube was empty, and DNA miraculously appeared at 7 hertz. Hence the saying, made in the image and after the likeness of God. So Dr. Luke um, Montaniers, in 2011, he did DNA in water at 7 hertz, and spontaneously generations of DNA appeared. We know that water has life. The ancients been said this, but it came a Japanese scientist by Musaru, Musaru Emoto who showed this through various studies, right, that involved the science of water and Pacific how thoughts to water. Remember that remember we said that the ancestors, the minds of the ancestors condense? Well, it uses water to condense through. You're seventy five percent water. You think that's a coincidence? Hmm? The earth is 75% water. You think that's a coincidence? Well, Dr. Masaru Emoto, what he did was he took water, put it inside of a glass and wrote, I hate you. Or either he wrote, I love you. And he did demonstrations. And it, did, it was over um, several days. And they put this water in the refrigerator or freezer and froze it and then took it out on the um, on the day that they wanted to and they looked at it and they found that when positive thoughts, energy, and words were directed to the water, they formed beautiful, highly coherent crystals. Six-pointed star configuration, geometrical shapes, patterns. When bad words, negative thoughts was was done, the water looked discombobulated. No type of sh- shape, structure to it whatsoever. All right? So, we know that sound is connected to frequency. That mathematical equation we talked about with pi and the golden mean ratio. But the human body vibrates, and so we know that the brain, the normal brain, is at 72 megahertz. The human body cycles at about an average of 70 hertz. And the brain at 
72 hertz. All right? The human body, 62 to 78 megahertz. All right? Um, the various, um, the heart at 67 to 70 megahertz. The lungs at 58 to 65 megahertz. The liver at 50 to 60 megahertz. Pancreas at 60 to 80 megahertz. Cold, 57 to 60 megahertz. Disease start at 58 megahertz. Plant, um, candida, um, overgrowth starts at 55 megahertz. Right, recipient to cancer starts at 42 megahertz. Death begins at 25 megahertz. So we are actually electromagnetic scalar waves. <clears throat> That's what we are. All right? So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about these higher teachings. Right? This is what we're talking about, the highest. All right? This is the ultimate levels that we're talking about here, that we're talking about reaching. Right? This is what they need to be start teaching, what needs to be st- to be taught to you. Right? All this other stuff is nonsense. Distraction. You got to be able to uh, want to um, do and get this higher information is necessary. All right? Necessary. All right, so, um, Brother L, you got any comments for the last few minutes here before we end it? Yeah, Brother, you dropped a whole lot of signs there. Thank you, Al. Yeah, Brother, uh, I guess it's real education or real information, put it that way. Right, right. Not none of that bullshit they be teaching, you know. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, this this is where we need to go at with the information. Mm-hmm. You know, all this history debate back and forth about, you know, um, if Jesus existed or didn't exist or whatever all this other stuff is, and you weren't about um, something that happened in the past instead of um, focusing on what you need to be doing for yourself right here and now. That's 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 a distraction. And that's yeah. what you have out here in the so-called community is ages of distraction. Ages of distractions, that's what I call them. It is. Of they the, are. You know. So, they're, they're one of the tools that the, you, they use to keep our people dumbed down and to keep them from uh, uh, not knowing how to better them, themselves to the way, to, to, uh, to a degree where they're supposed to be at. So they know right. once we get to that degree that that'll be the end for them. So that, that's what right. it's about. Right. Indeed. Indeed. No doubt about it. I, all right. Um, I'm about finished for tonight. You know, I'm tired of talking. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so um, we're going to leave y'all with um, The Universe Loves Me. It's by the Ronetta L. Bay. All right, Brother Ronetta L. Bay, The Universe Loves Me. All right.
I meet the sun reflection, go to unk on my necklace. Rebirth of the earth, I can feel a resurrecting. Beaming my bacaba to the star system, serious. It's time to fall home if you know what ascension is. I'm here to raise the frequency, I do it through my music. But when I die, my body mummified by Anubis. Return to the afterlife, some call it paradise. I astro project to meet my ancestors every night. Through the transition, everything gets unfolding. Hold a mirror to the ones with alternative motors. I never changed my integrity to fit in the matrix. Came from many lifetimes since the dawn of creation. I'm on the sounds from the galaxy, playing like trumpets. We coming forth by the day, but you can stay up and coming. I can screw you in this life, but we can wait till the next one. Open your mind to all things, then I give you the lecture. I'm alive, but y'all still don't know me Call him Ryan, let him come down and hug me Oh God, I told you y'all couldn't budge me Up high, I know the universe loves me I'm alive, but y'all still don't know me Call him Ryan, let him come down and hug me Oh God, I told you y'all couldn't budge me Up high, I know the universe loves me I love my family, even though they think that I'm weird I've been disposed to different information over the years the type the shit that make you wonder, am I really a human or is my body just an avatar living a movie? Equipped with all my god particles, made up for atoms, create a wormhole by cutting space and ripping the fabric. I'm just a one who realizes origin off of this planet, starships in the sky and preparing for landing. Come about that mind control that the media features, they all sitting close with teleprompts, fear to deceive you. I would never fear a thing, my soul forever lasting, came from many lifetimes for the city of magic. Angelic light being in the physical form But chemtrails in the sky to do the physical harm What the hell would it take just to render your lawn I can't wait till the day that this earth is reborn I'm alive